Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. Wesley Wright, your Umbuji foodie. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us this morning, with me this morning. Uh, I want to thank you as always for taking a few moments just to you know, talk about some food subjects and so forth. Uh, as you know, we are here. I don't know why I'm referring to myself as a group. <laughs> But I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here at WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side, where we talk about food. As you know, this is a food show. So uh, you can also stream the show live if you're not local and you'd like to listen to the show. Um, so those of you that are on Facebook Live, because I'm also doing Facebook Live today too, so I'm kind of doing, I'm trying to do a whole lot of stuff. Um, good morning, Sarah. <laughs> uh, those of you that are Facebook Living or would like to uh, hear the show live, you can always go and visit uh, the TuneIn app. That's www.tunein.com, uh, and then just look for W E Q Y. Um, and then you'll be listening to my show. You could make sure to call in, which I'll give you the telephone number in just a moment. But let's go through, um, you know, some social media and so forth first. Uh, as always, you could find me at uh, on Facebook, uh, the Unbougie Foodie. Instagram is the underscore Unbougie Foodie. And uh, Twitter is at Unbougie Foodie. And then, you know, I just want to encourage you and uh, to I miss Nicole. I want to encourage you to visit my website, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. You'll hear past episodes uh, of you know the shows, as well as uh, you know seeing articles that I've written and just getting an opportunity to see the different type of foods that I've posted on my page and uh, different adventures that I've I've had. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, please feel free to give me a call here at the radio station. We'll be talking on a few subjects. Um, it's cold, so you know why not talk about something that's going to warm you up. Uh, so today's subject is going to be red chili curry uh, recipe, and I've talked about this like probably. <laughs> months or maybe years ago <laughs> but I would still want to share it with you as well because uh, it's it's a wonderful recipe and a wonderful chef by the name of 
uh, Gia Vang uh, shared it with us or provided us a, provided instruction um, on how to do this red um, chili curry. Uh, the telephone number here first is 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. Um, please take that moment to sit down, have that cup of coffee, and let's just enjoy um, the moments that we have talking about food. So let's get started. Man, um, I tell you, it's really, it, it it's cold here in Minnesota. Um, if you're not familiar, if you're in a warm place and you're not familiar with how cold it could get, yeah, um, let me just say that my doors on my car were stuck. So I'm sitting there, I'm quite sure my neighbors were like, what is he doing? I was banging my doors, uh, you know, so that the ice could kind of like fall away, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I got here on time, thankfully. Uh, but it just reminds me that we really, I need to have something that's warm uh, and that is going to, you know, keep me warm during this these cold snaps whatever you want to call them so like i said we're going to be talking about uh red chili curry uh, recipe so um as i mentioned chef yia vang uh, he provided instruction at a place called um the uh, the good acre the good acre is located in falcon heights area um of i suppose saint paul in between saint paul minneapolis whatever um, but it's a wonderful organization. They offer um, food classes, um, and chefs like Chef Yia Vang are so willing to just share their talents and their expertise, and uh, in this case, a recipe. And I want to again share it with you because I think we need it. We all need it. So it's a really I'll say if you, a re really cool recipe, um, it's simple. If you go to the uh, the Asian markets, um, you could find a wonderful plethora of different <laughs> ingredients. Maybe things that you are not familiar with, or maybe you want to kind of like let someone else probably do it. Don't be afraid of them. Uh, you could just find the right recipe, and they'll be able to make a wonderful dish when you put all that stuff together so in this case uh, it is the curry paste is what you're going to start with first so and I'll run through all the different ingredients that are are there or that you'll need uh, and then we'll get into putting all of the the ingredients together um, because it's a two-parter so if you have a pen paper or you know get ready because we're going to go through a list of stuff and i hope that uh you know you'll maybe tune in later or if you'd like to see this information on my facebook page i'll be more than happy to provide that to you as well so first off it's going to be one tablespoon of coriander and like i said i'm going to go through all the different ingredients as well one tablespoon of coriander uh one uh, tablespoon of black peppercorn uh, two to three Thai chilies if you want that heat yeah Thai chilies will do that to you and hello as cold as we are right now I think we need to get that heat 
Uh, next is one quarter cup of chopped cilantro ends. So if you're watching some, you know, cilantro, if you know about cilantro, a lot of times that stock can be used in a soup or in, in other ways, maybe as a garnish. So yeah, one quarter cup of chopped cilantro ends, one tablespoon of chopped lemongrass, and that uh, you can actually do it, you wanna do that like in the center. Um, not so much the actual stock part of the lemongrass, so it's the part that's a bit more tender. Um, further down um, the stock, like the part that's to the ground, is gonna be a bit more woody. Uh, and so you really are just trying to get the essence of the lemongrass. So again, one tablespoon of chopped lemongrass, more in the center, um, and then two to three uh, garlic cloves, two tablespoons of ginger, and you wanna chop those ginger as well. Um, I know it's probably easier maybe to simply slice it, but um, I've learned a really great technique on trying to get um, the skin off of uh, the ginger. Just take a spoon, um, like a teaspoon will work. Uh, but the friend that showed me this actually had you know the spoons that you could find at, uh, it, uh, it's like an elongated spoon. Um, sometimes it's metal, it could be plastic sometimes. Like when you're eating pho <laughs> or any type of soup, um, you could definitely use the metal one. I'm not encouraging you to use the plastic one, the metal one. If you could find a metal one, a lot of times you'll find it at the Asian market as well, uh, around in the utensils. Use that to actually scrape off the skin um, uh, or the outer <laughs> layer of the ginger. Um, that makes it so much easier to uh, chop or slice or you know whatever you need to do for that um, ginger. So make it easy on yourself. <laughs> do that ahead of time, and then um, you know cut your ginger, and then in this case you want to chop it up. Um, the next is one tablespoon of galangal. Galangal is it's a root vegetable. And admittedly, you can you can get confused. You can be confused because you know I know that I was confused <laughs> about the two um, yeah, between that uh, galangal and uh, ginger. Galangal uh, is a very has a very distinct flavor and a very distinct look as well. Um, it's a bit more. I don't know. Say it's on uh, more brown, uh, some hints of like uh, a mustard color or even yellow. Uh, ginger is definitely a lighter tan um, color. Um, when you, if you go to the Asian market, you'll actually be able to ask, you know, a representative there. Uh, hey, can you tell me which one is ginger, which one is galangal? They're very helpful, especially you know if you go to places like. I love Shuang <laughs> Uh We have one at Dale and University. So, yeah, Shuang shout out to y'all. But there are so many others too throughout the cities. Lo, um, uh, what is it? United Noodle. Wonderful place as well to get these ingredients. Uh, but I'm just thinking of places that I really enjoy going to. Um, United Noodle, 
Shuan Hur, um, gosh, Double Dragon, Dragon Star, <laughs> all these different places. Yeah, I've been there, so I know I've had to ask the question. So just make sure that you're picking up. You'll need both of them. So just make sure that you ask which one is which. The next is a kafir lime leaf. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, but maybe months ago, uh, a kafir lime leaf, well, it really is what it sounds like. It's a lime leaf. It really is, it, it, or I shouldn't say it's a lime leaf. It, the leaf itself has that essence of lime. So when you are, a lot of times you'll find that in pho um, or some other um, soups that are Asian inspired or just of that cuisine. Um, and it gives it that light, fresh freshness and essence in the, in the soup. Um, I can't explain it. It just does. And you will also have to go to the Asian market and ask them, um, you know, which, which is that? Because it's sometimes hard um, to figure out. Um, I know for me it was. <laughs> so hopefully you won't have that trouble. And it might even have it on the actual label itself. So that will make it so much um, easier for you to be able to um, identify it. But again, one kefir lime leaf. And I noticed I said one. I didn't say a bunch. You know, this is what the recipe is actually calling for. So you don't need a lot. So keep that in mind. You're going to get a bunch, but you're only going to use one. Make sure that you keep save the others. Um, you know, have a jar or, you know, to put the remaining portion in a jar or even wrap it in some uh, wet uh, wrap the base of those of the plant, the leaves, uh, in a wet paper towel, and maybe put it in a jar or you know in your refrigerator to make sure it stays fresh. Not a lot of uh, other vegetables um, or I'll say plants like that, or maybe even herbs. Um, you could do the same thing, but this particular one, yeah, it's suggested to do that. Um, the next item is one tablespoon of fish sauce. Uh, then uh, after that is one tablespoon of oyster sauce, one half roasted red pepper, one tablespoon of paprika, and then a tablespoon of salt. Um, at that time, you know, we we thought maybe one tablespoon was going to be good enough. So salt it to your taste or to how you feel comfortable. I know that when we did it, we added two only because, I don't know, we wanted a little bit more. We wanted to bring out those flavors a little bit more. And a lot of times, you know, when you're adding uh, that, say, uh, salt helps bring out, uh, well, definitely water, but also the flavor of certain um, whatever dish that you're, you're making low yeah. I know salt is bad for you at times especially when it's in excess but you know when you add enough of it you have that opportunity to gosh realize that you tasted something totally different or you found a, a different flavor that you hadn't even paid attention to before yeah adding enough seasoning really does help just so you know <laughs> 
all right so now that you have all of those things those ingredients and again i will make that list available on the facebook page so that you are familiar with it uh, and you can refer back to it in the future um everybody doesn't have a vitamix but you have some type of food processor some of us have a small one some of us have larger ones we were fortunate enough to have okay well we'll and I shouldn't say that we weren't fortunate enough. It wasn't so much that we were fortunate enough. It was more of uh, the chef had the opportunity to put it in like a Vitamix. But he also showed us how to do it in using a mortar and pestle. And it's a lot. It's a bit of work. So I just know that I enjoy doing it and I know it's probably easier just really quick get it done put it in a um, food processor it's the easy way but if you're like me I like doing things kind of I don't know the hard way <laughs> so the mortar and pestle I went out and got a mortar and pestle and one that was very similar to what um, Chef Yevang uh, was using it's almost like an aluminum one or Kind of a light metal um, we had clay ones that we were actually using but i was afraid that uh, for my future uses it might <laughs> break crack i don't know i just decided that i wanted to use a metal one uh, or the aluminum one much lighter you do have to make sure you're holding on to it so Anyway, you're going to put all of those ingredients in the mortar and pestle and then you're going to you're going to work. You're going to mash it. You're going to until it turns into a paste. Um, so, again, the instruction says put all the ingredients into a Vitamix or a food processor or use a mortar and pestle um, to make it into a mash. And that's what I'm suggesting. Use a mortar and pestle. Um, you'll get a good workout maybe um especially if you'd like to do things uh, you know chef Yevang was saying how it was it was enjoyable to see his mom or his you know whatever family member that was actually preparing it really using that mortar and pestle um to grind the seeds or uh, make all those ingredients into a mash um i don't know i'm just trying to be a had that same experience his is more authentic because it was his life he watched his uh, family members as a child doing this for many many years and he took on that same that same process and nothing really changed or he felt it was well, he wanted to do shortcuts whatever in a pinch of course if maybe if you have a, a large amount that you want to make because you know at times um, there are large pots of this that you want to make um i like the mortar and pestle um, i enjoyed watching him explain it to us about the history and the story of it and so i enjoyed that um so after you're making that into a mash you're going to add uh, one cup one quarter cup excuse me of canola oil just to smooth out things because you're going to see that with all of those ingredients a lot of them you know you'll see it seem to be a bit coarse um, but adding that canola oil is that is going to help smooth out 
um, the mixture or the, that mash. And after you get it to a really nice smooth consistency, um, you're then gonna take a, a really good pan and you're gonna cook that mash on low heat for about 20, 15 to, well, 20 minutes, maybe 15 uh, minutes, but at least 20 minutes as well. Um, gosh, I wish I had the picture to show you what it looked like when we were, when we were doing it. Um, it. It just, it looked good. You could actually see when the, the, the paste or the curry uh, turned to uh, a very rich red uh, or burgundy color. Um, it wasn't burnt. Um, but those other mixtures, the peppercorn, lemongrass, the, um, all the different ingredients, you saw the, the, uh, the change um, when the heat, when it started to really cook and when it was almost done, um, it, it just smelled really good and it had this really vibrant color as well. So when that happens, you know that it's done. And that's why you said 15, about 15, 20 minutes. But you, when you see that change, you'll know that it's it's completed. What is having curry without some other type of agent to make it better <laughs> or to make it a wonderful have a wonderful taste? Um, yeah, you could just probably put it in rice or something like that, but you need something else. Uh, maybe tofu for those of you that are trying to have more of a vegan or vegetarian uh, type of uh, options, um, do a little bit more plant-based or meatless. Um, you're going to use, and what they suggested is, a, I think the very firm um, tofu. Uh, and you're gonna cut those up in like, hmm, first, I should take, I should tell you, after you buy it at the store and then you wanna want to keep it in the refrigerator until you're ready to really prepare it you're going to actually take that out drain the water from off of it and then and here's a trick that i've learned or maybe i shouldn't say trick a technique you're going to take if you have towels very clean towels maybe brand new or you could use paper towels wrap that um uh, tofu and then Put that in between two plates, uh, and if you really, really are trying to like get out all the moisture, because getting out all the moisture helps that tofu or um, you to take on the flavors of, in this case, the red chili curry. If you are doing that uh, in some other, you know, maybe pesto or uh, some other type of sauce or. Um, whatever, I don't know, agent that you're actually using, um, it will take on that, that flavor a whole lot better when it has less of the moisture um, removed from it. And so again, that technique of putting that tofu in between two plates um, or using, you know, putting that in a pan, uh, plate, the tofu, you know, wrapped tofu on the plate and then putting a heavy pan or 
not too heavy because you don't want to mash it mash it all you're doing is trying to apply pressure so that uh, that extra moisture is coming out that's of course the reason for the paper towels as well or whatever towel that you're actually using again a clean towel or in this case a paper towel you probably have to wrap that two or three times and then using that uh, that pan on top of it to just slowly you know it'll press you know, you know gravity is going to cause it to release <laughs> those the moisture from the tofu and that should probably take maybe about 10 minutes um, to do once that happens um, you could then unwrap that tofu um, cut that into oh, I don't know depending upon what size you'd like you could either do it in I like mine small so I'd say a half inch um, size um, I've seen them done in uh, inch size they're kind of big and those are cubed um, if you do a half inch I think it's a little bit more manageable um, and it just I don't know it just aesthetically looks good on the plate <laughs> or in your dish use that um, but you're going to actually add that to the the the, the paste um, you see that in the pan um, once again before I can before I continue on I want to say thank you all so much for tuning in uh, and just listening to uh, the the show um, right now we're uh, talking about red chili curry recipe um, so those of you that are watching online um, thank you all so much good morning Amy those of you that are watching online, I really want to thank you for tuning in on uh, the Facebook Live. If you're listening um, through the TuneIn app, thank you so much. You internet users are wonderful. Uh, those that are listening on the air, uh, right on your radio station dial of 104.7 FM, uh, thank you as well. Remember, you have the opportunity to also share in the conversation. So if you have something that you'd like to, to share, or maybe you've done um, a curry or chili paste as uh, you know, curry itself, and you would like to uh, maybe su suggest something or mention what you've done uh, in using a recipe, feel free to call in 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. I'm taking your phone calls uh, as we're continuing going through this recipe. We're almost done, so hang in there, people. I want to encourage you, um, again, um, you know, visit uh, the, my website as well as you know the Facebook page because I'll have to make this available as well um, so that you can uh, take a look at the recipe uh, for yourself and maybe do some changes you never know uh, a recipe is just a foundation you could always go and try something new uh, yourself so that was the option of the tofu uh, within the recipe itself it's calling for coconut curry chicken so here we're going to use a few more ingredients but this is separate from actually creating your uh, your curry the actual paste itself um, which i think i need to say mention something about the the paste you don't have to use all of the paste by the way um, you can actually just use a small portion of that paste uh, from what i've learned a small portion goes a long way especially because gosh there's heat up in this and it's it's so flavorful um depending upon how much you're trying to make 
you really don't have to use a whole lot. But in this case, we used all of it because there were many of us in this class and um, we were it wasn't just one person that was cooking. It was like two or three in the group. And so we wanted to make sure that we had enough for everybody and <laughs> wanted to make sure that uh, if you want to get go back for seconds or thirds, you had that ability as well. So uh, just keep in mind that it's not important to use the whole entire pace. And I'll explain that in just a moment. Uh, but with the portion of the the remaining portion of the recipe, which is the coconut curry uh, chicken, it's one cup of coconut milk. Again, something very easily found at uh, your local grocery store. Um, you'll find it easier at the at the Asian market, actually, because they have like versions, so many different varieties of them available. Just make sure that it's coconut milk and not coconut cream. Um, that's important to mention because you want coconut milk. Coconut cream, it, it's not going to turn out the way that you need it to turn out. Um, you're gonna be using, you'll be kind of like dealing with a, a heavier type of almost like a, a paste. It's not bad, it's not horrible. It's just that uh, what you're trying to do is make something a bit that's creamy. Uh, and the milk is going to really, I mean, the paste is going to, or the cream, excuse me, is going to really cause it to thicken, and you don't want that. So, again, one cup of coconut milk. Two tablespoons of curry paste, uh, one cup of diced chicken. You like to use thighs. I think dark meat is best in this case. And you can use maybe breast, but I think it will probably draw out too much. It would dry out too much. Um, yeah, that's just me. I like cooking chicken thighs. So, yeah boneless or you can just debone it yourself anyway next is one cup of chopped carrots so you're going to cook the chicken and then you're going to add the curry paste uh, after you add the curry paste and that's not going to after you see your chicken you know start to brown and you'll know when it's uh, not translucent anymore you make sure you want to uh, now as i mentioned of course that diced chicken um, it doesn't take very long, but but um, you know you want to make sure that it is cooked all the way through. Then you want to add your curry paste, and I think that's important to mention too that you're not going to cook your chicken until it's fully done, um, just so that it's not as translucent. Um, because again, you still have the curry paste that you're going to add and you're also going to be adding the coconut milk. So those are still cooking processes as well um, that your chicken is going to be cooking through. So after you add the curry paste, then you're going to add the coconut milk and you're going to have that simmer for about 15 minutes. And as with any curry or with any, you know, Thai or most Asian dishes that you're familiar with and that you know of, uh, yeah, you are going to need rice. Um, I like, you. it's either jasmine rice or basmati rice. Of course, there are other rices that you could use. I think, 
I I don't remember the name of the brand. Maybe somebody could help me with that. So if you know, I think it's a, 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 there's a rose on the on the packaging. But anyway, it is um, you know, I think you refer to it as sticky rice. Um, you could do it that way. Uh, I really like basmati rice uh, or jasmine, and that's you know I like the aromatics of either one of those two. Uh, basmati is it's a long grain rice and it's not very long but it's after you begin to cook it it elongates a little bit more a little bit further um it just looks good on the plate it tastes good and yeah just saying but they suggest after you've cooked um all of your you've done your chicken and everything you cook that for 15 minutes um you could serve that over rice uh, or you could eat it with uh, with non uh, non bread so um, you know there's a cross with I'm familiar with non more of with Indian um, uh, cuisine you know it's possible that you could do use that non bread with, uh, with Thai food or with um, in this case curries well, this curry because Indian, they do curries as well. So, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, again, there you have it. The red chili curry. Um, and as I mentioned, I will make it available so that you can do this recipe. I would love to see pictures of this recipe if you do plan to do it. If you do, please let me know because I would love to do it. And which, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm really thinking that I'm going to go home and do this. I really, I really feel that I need to. I really do. I just, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm going to do this. I, I am going to do this. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm trying to convince myself? No, I really am going to do this. I, I, I am. I really am. So thank you all so much for hanging in there. I appreciate that. Um, again, we'll make that recipe available uh, so that you can uh, also do it yourself. Uh, that's the red chili uh, curry recipe. Next, I want to continue on with the show. Um, but again, want to encourage you, if you have any suggestions or comments about the show, feel free to give me a call right here at WEQY. The telephone number is 651-200-3479. Uh, again, 651-200-3479. I want to thank you all so much uh, for watching on Facebook Live. Um, you're wonderful people. I really appreciate it. Um, those of you that have tuned in, uh, thank you all for the likes, you feel free to share this if you'd like. Uh, I want to try to make this a more of a, a regular option <laughs> so that you could see what we're doing here uh, at the radio station when I have guests and so forth. Um, yeah, I wish I know Facebook Live when it came down to, I don't know, um, hmm, I think my sister and my, my family was here for uh, a few weeks ago. And they were doing a Facebook Live. They were using the phone. And it went well. Um, because we had this whole food thing going on up in here. We had uh, rice and chicken and a whole bunch of other stuff. Anyway, um, I wanted to start doing things like that. So 
if you feel that you would love to share your food you can come on air and share that and <laughs> i'll be more than happy to uh, have you as a guest just know that you're going to be on facebook live <laughs> uh sharing your 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 dish uh your cuisine i'm always so open to um tasting new dishes new cuisine so yeah if anybody's in the community that wants to kind of like share something on a on a food show right here right here <laughs> thank you again um for your your support and uh, just uh, following along you know there is a there's a place that i i didn't know anything about and I, I gotta say that it was oh, it, a little bit different. Um, I shouldn't say different. It is, it's called Caribou. And it is, this is, it's a really unique, um, and I shouldn't say unique. It's just, it's, it's an important part of the East Side. Uh, and this was talked about probably, uh, I don't know, shared in maybe an article for um, maybe some weeks ago, maybe uh, two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. Uh, but a family moved to Minnesota about, what, the late 90s is how they explained it. Uh, but they settled on the east side of St. Paul. And they were new to the country. They relied on public transportation to get around. Um, you know, specifically within the city, and they relied on a, a convenience store in, you know, the Minnehaha and Payne area. Um, and we know I've talked so much about uh, convenience stores. They're they're very convenient and they're effective. Um, we also want to have neighborhoods and communities have more accessibility to foods. And if it means of your culture uh, within the community, that's important. Well, here they they saw a need, and you know they contacted uh, the African Development Center of Minnesota as well as some other supportive um, organizations as well, and they you know did a business loan. But they came together and wanted to provide a place uh, where folks can. Uh, purchase items um, of East African specialties uh, and here they created a grocery store called Caribou um, but it's not just a grocery store it is also a deli uh, they uh, feature you know, traditional American foods like burgers but again um, some East African um, specialties as well you can actually find uh, them on Facebook if you go to Caribou, uh, K-A-R-I-B-U, Grocery and Deli, uh, you'll be able to, you know, find them located at 719 Payne Avenue um, in St. Paul. Um, they are open from 11 to 10 p. 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, so they're going to be open really soon. Um, interestingly enough, though, I. I learned what the word caribou means. Um, they describe it on their Facebook page, and I thought it was very helpful. Um, caribou uh, mean has a meaning of welcome, 
Uh, it's one of the first Swahili words that's used to introduce visitors to a place, uh, and uh, it continuously signposts um, their journey, um, whether wherever they are. Um, in this particular case, you know, coming to the grocery store. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. I appreciate it. All you Facebook Live uh, viewers, I appreciate it. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Ben. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, more about Caribou. Um, they are, again, located at 719 Payne Avenue. Um, the article that they were that was being shared, um, they saw people moving into the neighborhood and they were trying to change and open businesses and so forth. And they've been trying to do that for quite some time. Um, sometimes you have to start things very small, um, maybe out of your own home to start, uh, maybe your own backyards, <laughs> but you know, still uh, this family, they saw a need uh, and felt it was really important for them to have something within the community um, supporting those that are on the east side, um, those of their culture. Um, so they made that available and they worked together to make it available. Again, make sure you're checking them out. Um, They're located uh, at 719 uh, Payne Avenue. I, I'm not sure how do you how do you do you say caribou when you meet someone or when you know that they're visiting or maybe someone could explain that to me. Um, I'll I'll try to find out too. But it's it's important uh, to use I guess words um, that you learn appropriately. Um, so I would like to find out. Someone needs to teach me. I'm a, I'm a good learner, a fast learner. So please uh, use caribou in a sentence for me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I want to thank you all uh, again for again just tuning in, um, watching the show, listening to the show. Um, it really means a lot for not only myself, uh, for my show, but also for the radio station as well. Um, it lets people know that you are interested in having this community radio station, um, but it also motivates me and lets me know that I have to really come with really interesting um, topics and food um, subjects uh, or recipes to share. Oh my, I have a phone call. Apparently, I don't. All right, sorry about that caller. Uh, yeah, just rang once, <laughs> but that's a good segue. If you're interested in calling in, please feel free to do so at 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. That phone rang. I know it rang. Whoever it was, please call back because I want to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> that's right, Tammy. 719 Payne Avenue, uh, Caribou. It's a grocery store and a deli. So check that. Make sure you're checking that out. Um, 
there's one other place that I wanted to, to mention. And I don't know. This was... I, I don't recall sharing it with you all, but it opened up some time ago. It's a place called Piggy Bank. <laughs> um, hmm. You know, again, it's called Piggy Bank. And I only pause because it has taken on a, a space or a place that some might feel has oh gosh I'm not trying to you know jinx them or anything like that there have been many restaurants that have been in their place prior to them and put it that way uh, but if you are familiar with where oh old uh, Chicago used to be or Boneyard or Salsa La Salsa or Game Sports Bar and even Lotus. <laughs> um, yeah. Piggy Bank is actually taking over that space. And Piggy Bank, they just, it's a burger place. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Burgers, fries, you know. They, they have, they've had their grand opening. Uh, and that was December 22nd. Um, you know, they are definitely open now folks uh, and I feel that uh, I have not been there but I'm again this is a food show just trying to encourage people to get out and find new places to eat <laughs> um, sometimes you can't always do that when you're on a budget but piggy bank is located at 2841 Hennepin Avenue again that's Minneapolis um, they've had their grand opening that was December um, 22nd um, they've had it so again it's been a while since they've been open maybe not that long but it's been soon enough um, their hours are from uh, 3pm to 11pm Monday through Thursday 3pm to 2am Friday and Saturday and then on Sunday it's 11am to 9pm on Sunday so um, definitely you know take a visit uh I think I'm I'm going to their face well to their website at the moment, and I gotta admit, and it's a Facebook page. So again, it's Piggy Bank, and their tagline is "Eat, Sip, and Hang Out." So <laughs> we are open. It definitely open. So they've had their VIP grand opening. And if you go to their Facebook page, you can find, you know, some videos and whatnot. Um, definitely, if you have, I'm just checking to see if they have actually a website. I think that's probably something that, and they do have a website. Their website is piggybankuptown.com. So why don't we go there together? <laughs> so I'm going there right now. And once again, piggybankuptown.com. And yeah, burgers, flatbreads. <laughs> it, and it says on their website, all natural antibiotic, hormone, cage-free chicken, craft beer and cocktails. Um, and they even have, 
a separate plant-based vegan menu as well. So that sounds really interesting um, because oftentimes when you think of a burger place and it's, it's you have to wonder what are the plant-based vegan items that they're going to offer? Are they going to be any good? I'm just saying, just, I'm just saying, you know, it's some, we got to go out there to, to figure out <laughs> morning, Miss Nicole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I agree. I definitely agree. I, uh, another, um, very wonderful food, um, influencer, um, her name is Miss Nicole Pacini. Um, she was just commenting about my uh, me saying about Piggy Bank that there were some wonderful um, vegan um, items that are on the menu. I would be so down to go. Just letting you know, so down to go. And I believe what it is is that they yes, I mean, you scroll down a little bit in there on their website. And you can see that they've partnered with Herbarious um, Herbivorous Butcher, um, and we know that uh, Herbivorous Butcher, uh, they are—I believe it's a brother and sister team. It's, it's family-oriented, of course, but they are known for making plant-based foods or items. Uh, and so, partnering with them, there are going to be some, you know, traditional items that you are maybe like burgers or a sandwich or something that they can make into vegan dishes or make it vegan a vegan specialty uh, so that's interesting uh, and exciting to look forward to as well so uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it <laughs> she's so funny um, yeah there better not be any cross-contamination <laughs> <laughs> she's she's hilarious <laughs> uh see i was not gonna say that uh remember i was just hesitant about that particular spot uh and uh, again being positive and staying on the up and up <laughs> so many other restaurants have come and gone or just food establishments or or businesses have tried to make their way there and I'm not exactly sure what it is. So I, I give a lot of props and I, I really have very high hopes for them, uh, for a piggy bank to do well there. Um, yeah, I, I really hope that they stay open long enough so that I get a chance to go. And yes, Miss Nicole, uh, I agree with you. They need to stay open long enough so that we could have a, a chance to, uh, to experience it as well so and people it has been a wonderful time as always um i i love doing this every saturday so if you are free i'm gonna tell you you need to be free you need to kind of like have your cup of coffee maybe have uh, maybe you can have a danish or maybe hot chocolate and sit down and listen to the conversation <laughs> i i I would encourage you to do so just uh, other shows or other episodes like this can occur with you with you being here having the conversation with me either on the phone uh, on Facebook yeah whatever it 
whatever it is i am this is like a really a passion of mine that i really enjoy so thank you all so much for uh, motivating and being supportive in doing this so thank you thank you thank you i can't say it enough um if you know we're about to go into as a matter of fact I just realized that today is the 29th. This is the last show of the Unbuji Foodie for 2018. Oh my goodness. Why? Where is my head telling you? I just realized that. Can you imagine, folks? Here we are. We are on the cusp of going into 20. Did I say 2019? 2018. Sorry, my bad. Uh, we're about to go into 2019. This is my last show of 2018. 2018 gosh where was I? I I who knew that I would be doing this you know for as long as I have and I am so grateful for it I am grateful for WEQI I'm grateful for all the followers the supportive individuals uh, chefs restaurants that have ones that have visited the show so all you chefs um and food influencers yes you too miss nicole as well gosh thank you so so much uh for your your support um i look forward to collaborating working chatting uh, maybe even being out at your restaurant or being out at an event and doing more like Facebook lives, uh, even more so as the new year um, approaches. Um, I'm excited about the things that are going to be happening uh, in the future. Um, God, it's a really fun, it's a fun time for me. And I hope you have enjoyed it as well. Um, gosh, yeah. I, I'm a little bit, I'm not, I'm not emotional or anything. It's just, it's kind of just took me, uh, as I looked down at the clock, it just looked down and I was like 1229, 2018. We have what? Two more days. So two more days. Yeah. It's two more days. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and we are about to be in an entirely new year, 2019 that's so three days uh, if you're gonna count today blah 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 semantics <laughs> um but man this is my last show of 2018 it's been a wonderful roller coaster and when i mean roller coaster i don't mean the fact that you know the serious ups and downs or whatever it's just i love roller coasters it's the excitement that i'm talking about um meeting new people sharing uh thoughts and ideas new ideas of what can come of uh their food opportunities and adventures uh, my i don't know collaborations um just so many things and right now because i'm, I'm thinking of all of these things it really has me even more excited uh to find out what 19 is gonna what 2019 is gonna bring and i hope to really share that with all of you and to continue to share it with you um i i promise you that we'll we'll make this continue and it'll be so much uh, 
fun. Um, I'm looking forward to what 2019 is going to bring. And I hope you're there with me. I know that you will be. Um, trust me, there are going to be exciting things that I'm going to, um, to do and hopefully work out. Gosh, I'm, I'm thinking way ahead because I'm thinking, gosh, what am I going to do for the state fair? <laughs> That's way too far in advance, way too far in advance. I know it's it's crazy to even be thinking like that, but um, yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> See, my, my mind is, is telling me that you need to keep thinking ahead um, and bring something fresh and new and exciting um, so that um, listeners... Um, supportive folks out there can continue uh, and will continue um, to watch and be supportive so I want to thank uh, I'm making this kind of sappy but I want to thank again WEQY specifically um, our station manager um, Glow Pesci DJ huh what I mean that with all emphasis. Um, our program manager, our, our executive director. I, I can't name all these people. Um, you know who you're, who you are. Like Miss Brenda Reed, uh, Miss Lisa Jones, uh, Miss. Uh, gosh, Cartumu, uh, Cartumu. I miss you, my friend. Uh, Miss Cartumu King. Um, love you. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you got a pen. Hopefully, to make sure you get get a pen. If you haven't gotten a pen, please get at me. Got a pen for you too, Miss 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 Nicole. Uh, uh, branding is also something that's coming up. So anyway, gosh, here we are coming to the end of the show. Um, I hope you all have enjoyed that recipe. I promise that I will make it available for you. Um, you'll see. Uh, You'll see it on my Facebook page. And I just, I'm really excited for what um, 2019 is going to bring. I keep saying that, but I I really, really am. Um, I really hope to chat with you all even further. I'm going to be here. You should be here as well. Make sure you're here every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here listening to the Unbougie Foodie on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. As always, as I end every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really, it is all about the food. And until next time, peace. Now, taste Sit down with the unbougie food day.